Welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where Bachelor superfans and sisters, Alex and Sarah, discuss all things Bachelor Nation, typically with a glass of rosé in hand, our two true passions. So sit back with us, sip rosé with us, and enjoy the journey with us. Welcome back, everybody. After a long break with this one, but to be fair, we told you it would probably be a long break. We just didn't tell you when we'd be back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we gave you a, an approximation of a time, um, and that time happens to be Monday morning. So happy Monday morning, everybody. Mm. Uh, and a happy Monday morning, indeed. Uh, our democracy is restored. We have a new bachelorette. There's just a lot of great things happening in the universe. And while there's still a lot of work to do, we can celebrate at least for a little bit. Um, Definitely. (laughs) So um, we finally have some clarity after this past week's episode. They keep saying though that like, it's like you have no idea what's coming. And what happened is exactly what I expected was going to happen. what like major outlets like Entertainment Tonight and People Magazine were all reporting. This wasn't a secret. We knew that Taisha was coming coming and being our going to be our bachelorette. But now, like they're all pretending like they didn't tell us that. Like all like now, like Entertainment Tonight yeah. is like, oh my gosh, surprise! I'm like, no, 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 you announced her over the summer, right? Yeah, I'm feeling a little gaslit by, uh, by- <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's 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 a tough pill to swallow. So basically, Claire fell in love um, incredibly quickly. Um, so I thought it would be apt <laughs> to bring on somebody that I fell in love with very very quickly. Um, he is a UCD writer and performer, and he is the co-host of the podcast, uh, Baywatch Watch, a Baywatch recap podcast, which is freaking hysterical, which we'll talk about a little bit more a little later, and he's the love of my life. Please welcome Charlie Mahalik. Charlie, hi! Hi, thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Thanks so much for being on here. Uh, It's an honor, it's an honor. Charlie, how are you? Oh, sorry. Go for it, sir. I was just gonna ask: Did um, is this your first time watching Baywatch all the oh. way through? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, I was like, it was a thing that I remember seeing a few different episodes, but it was definitely one of those things that I was not supposed to be watching. And I think most kids had a similar experience where it was supposed to be like, you know, like scandalous and very much like hypersexualized and stuff. And when you watch it now, it's just like a cheesy, goofy show that like tries to put in a little bit of that. But for the most part, it's like pretty wholesome, I would say. <laughs> so you're, is The Bachelor or is Baywatch sexier? <laughs> oh, I don't know if either of them are sexy. <laughs> oh, what a take. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> See, you already oh are going to have God. to edit this out because you're going to, or I'm I just going to get hate. I, I'm so sorry for that abrupt take, everybody. <laughs> I hope everyone's okay. Um, 
if you're if you're driving, pull over, take a breath. Um, Charlie, you have watched every episode of the season of Claire. Yes. Before we get in the breakdown, what what has been your experience as a viewer watching her as our Bachelorette? And, um, and it sounds like watching Claire is the first time, right? Yes. Uh, I saw Sean Lowe's season um, of. She wasn't on that season. Oh, well, seeing, <laughs> seeing, I thought you were saying watching The Bachelor universe. Oh, for the first oh, sorry, time. no. no okay. I meant like you no, haven't no. like watched cl- prior no. seasons that Claire's been on. Okay. No, the only clip I, I've seen the clip of her, the Juan Pablo uh, season, um, Ender, <laughs> but not any of the other stuff. So yes, this is my first experience with Claire. Okay. Um, and my experience has been that like. I think she is someone who knows how to create good television. And it feels as though a lot of the moments that were set up in this particular thing were her going for home run swings that were like, this will make a good pulp clip. This is a good pulp clip. This is a quotable. This will be something that's part of it. And I think in that sense, like, I like, I respect the hell out of it. I think it's a very like, like she knows how to work that camera and she works it really well. Do you feel like her emotions about things have been authentic? Uh, I think so. I think, I think, I don't think she's being false in terms of her being uh, very swoony about Dale and really being like, I don't know if that's actually love. I don't know if that's, (laughs) that's something that I think is communicated at all. But I think because of the journey that she's been on, I think her rush to like end this one is she knows that this is going to be a ratings like powerhouse, at least for these first few episodes, because everyone was going to be like, what the hell happened on this season of the bachelorette. But I also think in her narrative that she's constructed for herself, this validates everything that she's been through. So like falling in love so quickly with Dale after four episodes, after not necessarily being successful on the bachelor at previous or bachelor previously and then bachelor in paradise this now says this was all worth it and this is why because my guy was here and i knew it immediately uh, uh, yeah i i think you're right i think that she does view this as like all of this val exactly how you said it like validates everything that she's been through um but we've actually seen her do this already because she got engaged to Benoit. It was yeah. a very different way. Like it happened in a very different way, but she's actually like, that was kind of like the take on Winter Games is that she, when she was on Winter Games, when she got engaged to Benoit, it, I, but I mean, it did feel very much just like, okay, I want to have a happy ending. So this is what, like, I'm just going to do that for myself here. Like this does, I think that her feelings, and again, who's to say if it's actual love or not, I'm not sure. I mean, they're still together, but like her feelings now feel a lot more genuine than her feelings for Benoit were. Yeah, I think she's, yeah, I think she's, I, it's funny because it's almost an identical narrative um, between like her season of The Bachelorette and her season of Winter Games. I, I think it's very, very funny because I think they're counting on like a whole audience not having seen winter games and or and or forgetting about winter games um i would say that it's probably at, like that was probably a fair assumption as well 
because yeah, I don't think that Winter Games did very well in no, terms I, of rating. We're the only people who watched it. I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're right, Sarah. I do think um, that how she's behaving in her relationship with Dale is like completely opposite to how we watched her with um, Jen. Yeah. But unfortunately, I just don't think like the world necessarily remembers or has like access to that IP to go back and like run the tape, you know? Yeah, that's true. This is getting ahead of like the whole episode, but I just, I think it's like timely for what we're talking about now. There was, she, when she described her parents' relationship and how they met to Dale, the whole thing clicked for me because I'm like watching this like very smart, very successful, like very beautiful woman who's had like such a hard time with love and it all like and you don't really get it right like it's like what like what is whole like what's keeping her from all of the stuff that she wants and it it clicked all of the moment that she was like my dad met my mom and then he proposed to her the second time that they ever met and and they've had this super they had a super like happy marriage together and they had like this whirlwind romance and it's like that all like I feel like that was everything I ever needed to know about Claire. Like she expects the fantasy because that's what she knows. Yeah. All I she knows is fantasy love. I totally get that, but it's so weird. Like how many of us like did not follow in our parents' footsteps. Like, and, and, to, and for, cause like I, I remember in my head growing up cause our parents met in college met and fell in love in college and then got married shortly after. And I was just like, oh, I thought that was sort of the trajectory of life. I was just like, oh, I, you know, you, you go to college, you meet your husband, you get married. And when it became clear that that was not my trajectory, I was just like, oh, I guess it's not my path. Like, wouldn't have been, do you think she was holding out this entire time to just be like, oh, I, it needs to be identical to what my parents' relationship was? I don't know if it's necessarily that it needed to be identical, but it needed to be a good story that you could tell that could be wrapped up in like two sentences that makes everyone go like, wow, love is real. And, you know, if you just, uh, if you just, no matter what you've been through at a certain point, something will come and like knock you over and it'll be instant and it'll be perfect and it will last. Uh, and I think like, hearing you guys explain the number of seasons that this person has been on like a significant <laughs> part of her adult dating life has taken place on a television show and i think she was almost invested in having her happy ending be like through the bachelor process <laughs> whereas like rather than like meeting someone in real life and being like oh you know what i don't need the television thing anymore i fell in i'm falling in love with someone off camera but like, I think it's kind of like, this is my take on The Bachelor in general is the fact that it's strange that I felt this way with like Love is Blind too and some of these other things where you take the entire wide world of human beings that you could potentially be in a partnership with and you whittle them down to 25 people who are hand selected by the production to perhaps like align with your interests, but also to make good television and you're expected to fall in authentic, lasting love with someone based on that like that is the premise of the show and I think the challenge is is like that's absolutely fine and someone could fall in love in that process and have a lasting relationship but when you cut that down to four days 
And all of that takes place at the La Quinta resorts in Palm Springs. So you've never had to exist in the real world together to have like actual conflict or real conversations with each other or even see how each other lives. Like they didn't even get to do the parents thing or go visit the house. Like this is something where like at this resort where everything is perfect and everything is catered to you. Yes, love can develop. But in four days, like you have never stepped outside into the real world. Like it sounds like her parents like her dad like was like real world guy and just like drove up and proposed to her. And back then that was something that happened, but this was like so manufactured in the sense that I'm very concerned about what comes next. Uh, yeah. I think Claire intended to meet her husband night one. Like, I think that was her intention coming into this was like to, it, yeah. was to have a guy night one. Yeah. yeah. And she just zeroed in pretty hard. And clearly, like, she, so Chris Harrison comes in and she has to, like, finally spill all the tea. And she clearly liked this guy from whatever she it is that she saw. I believe them. I believe that they did not talk before. But it's because I also know what it's like to fall in love with the idea of somebody. <laughs> oh, 100%. And let's, let's, let's get into this episode because there's like so much to unpack with what you just said um, that we're going to see play out many, many times. Um, well, first of all, the episode starts off, I mean, the guys are basically completely fed up with her at this point because I think we're fresh off of, it's been a bit, it's been a bit, but we're fresh off her not giving any of them the group date rose um, because none of them wanted to talk to her about Dale. <laughs> um, so, so already, we're already starting off with everybody pissed off. Um, and so Chris is like, you know what? Let me, let me take it upon myself. I'll go talk to her. And he's basically just like, you got to get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, he like they like Tasha was on her way or probably not even on her way. She was probably already quarantining in her room. I think like, I, heard, I think I heard that. I think she showed up about a week before she started filming. Yeah. So they knew it was like going to be rough. Probably it's it's because it's because these they know Claire because she has been around so long that the second that they heard her say I think I just found my husband. They knew, like, they were all like, oh shit, that's what it's gonna be. Like, they knew this is what was going to happen the second she said that about Dale on night one mm -hmm. because they know her. Right, right. I, at this point, she's kind of proven who she is uh, and how she responds to relationships. Um, sort of touching upon what you just said, Sarah, earlier about falling in love with the idea of somebody. Though Claire swears up and down that her and Dale did not have a uh, any communication prior to coming on the show, uh, she made it very clear that she stalked the shit out of him on social media, and like basically, and she watched his story, which means that she he could see that she watched his story about her mom, about his mom passing away, and she's like, "Well, my mom passed away." And she saw that his sister was in a special care facility. And she's like, my mom's in a special care facility. I meant to say my dad passed away. My mom's in a special care Right, right, right. But like, um, she basically um, just like painted a picture of what their life was going to be together, not even having met him, 
which I do think is a common problem with modern dating. Can I ask something? Does it seem weird to you to relegate like such a traumatic experience to your Instagram story? (laughs) 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 It wasn't wasn't good enough for Maine. (laughs) Like this awful thing that happened had to end up in his stories. I don't know if that was like, he also made a post on Maine. Like, I, I don't know anything about Dale, but the way that you told it was she watched, he watched his story about like, so he had 15 seconds to communicate, like, this devastating sense of loss, which I think Yeah, is- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Dale did have at least a Not worth a full bit. post, but... <laughs> <laughs> the story, right? It goes, yeah, it goes in the story. Right. Yeah. It had to be a story. <laughs> yes, because he, he has to curate the actual feed. The yes. actual feed. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, like, this is off-brand. Yeah. <laughs> 24 hours it's gone <laughs> um honey how much uh how much stalking of me on social media do you do before we went on our first date i looked at your instagram yeah um but, but you didn't like plan tw- 10 20 years into the future before you guys ever spoke a word to each other no <laughs> not at all yeah, that didn't happen yeah and i didn't construct it i didn't construct a narrative of you but it was like yeah um but yeah, I looked at your Instagram. Did you look at mine? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, course. obviously, like, yes, because it's, it is, it is normal to do that. Like, it's not weird yeah. to go stalk somebody's social media before you're about to go on a date with them or like when you first start talking, however it is, like, that's not weird. It's, it's, it's weird in this scenario. <laughs> well, what I will say in defense of Claire, and I think Charlie and I are both in a place where we don't need to do that anymore. And I don't want to speak to Charlie's experience in the past, but I can speak to my own in the sense that like, I have done that thing before. I have done the thing where I have stalked somebody's social media, gone too far down a rabbit hole and been like, oh, I could see a relationship with this person. And then I meet the person and I'm like way too far ahead in my own head. And then the date is a disaster. <laughs> like that, it that is work. totally, it's, yeah. It's it not- happens to me. And then it like makes the actual like, okay, we went on two dates and then it didn't go anywhere. Like even like so devastating. <laughs> You're like, no, but I. This isn't like, part of the my, plan. In my head, I met his family. His family yeah. loves me. We like travel here together. <laughs> yeah. I remember wow. one guy, I went on like one date with somebody who whose first and last name was like in his profile and I Googled oh, him. I thought you were about to say whose first and last name was. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. so we're going to do that. Okay. No, no, no. But for some reason he had just bought a house and it was like printed, like so-and-so bought this house. <laughs> like when I Googled his name and I was like, oh my God. I love that house. (laughs) (laughs) I need to live. I need to raise my children in this house. Okay, Alex, things are about to change for you in a big way. (laughs) You're dating a homeowner. (laughs) Wow. And And you could probably see like how much it sold for. So you had a very clear view of what this person's lifestyle And then we went on one day and there was like no chemistry. Like there was just nothing. Like right. there was literally nothing. All I had in my head was, ooh, 
pretty house. <laughs> and I'm not even somebody who's like always wanted to be a long-term homeowner, but like, surprising like I, never, I never like thought about owning a house. But in that moment, I was like, a house would be cool. Like, I don't know. I just, sure. I thought I thought you guys were gonna have gone on your first date and him be like, "Can you get this one? Money's tight. I just spent all of it on a house." <laughs> that would have yeah. been devastating. Um, <laughs> like um, there was a mass murder in the house. It got it real cheap. <laughs> yeah. I I do at least. Um, I, you know, Chris Harrison, like, really did, like, play it up, him, like, wiping away his single tear as she's, like, he reminds me of my dad, and Chris was, like, this is beautiful. So, anyway, you've got to (laughs) go. I know. He's just, like, wow, congrats. You will at The Bachelorette. He's, like, okay, bye. I, uh, this might, sorry, this might be getting ahead a little bit, but I think it is odd that because all of these guys had an opportunity or would have had an op- even you know with without covid happening would have had an opportunity to at least know who the bachelorette was going to be because it's always put out in the news but in this particular case the the weird gamesmanship that chris harrison puts them into which is like you have to make a decision by tonight if you're going to stay and we're not telling you who's coming and so you don't know what she looks like you don't know who she is i mean you know and, and that to me is an odd addition to the cycle in the sense that it like this is not their fault. Like this is not what happened to them is not their fault. Like what's what's happening with the show is not their fault. And to weirdly like change the process in the sense that it's like, rather than like look at someone and be like, oh, I don't think I would have chemistry with that person. I'm going to go home or, or whatever decision they need to make. Instead, it's like you show up tonight in a suit and you're going to get surprised. And <laughs> it's just, that's strange to me. Well, that was also a common theme within this episode because it was just like he, he in the next time that they meet, he's like with uh the next time that Chris and Claire meet, he was just like, okay, well, final step of this is a proposal, and it's tonight, and it's like, well, like you are you are constructing when these choices need to be made. They have right? a limited time at the La Quinta Resort, and they have <laughs> got we- to move things <laughs> along. <laughs> Yeah, Dale had no idea what was going on, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, by the way, dude, you're gonna have to propose tonight." It's <laughs> almost as like the like the way that they were able to get the La Quinta was they promised that a proposal was going to yeah. happen, so it was gonna be this like epic like marketing for the resort or something. You like, might get gonna- too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Dale literally had no idea what's going on. They didn't even. They don't even push the proposal that hard in a regular season. Like in a regular season, it's like, now you, like, as you go through, it's like, all right, down to three women. You have to make the choice. Can you even see yourself getting engaged? This was literally like, get on the suit, Dale. And Dale's like, wait, what's happening? He's like, yes, you have to propose. Like, I told Claire that you were going to, so now you have to. (laughs) And he was like, okay. The listen to your heart people leave tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's, it was so like everything had to happen within yeah. their COVID timeline. I can't believe the listen to your heart people were there. Yeah, I know. What a get. 
Sounds huge for them. So, so the, and the thing about the thing that I didn't appreciate the most about Chris's being like, you guys have to make a decision tonight if you're going to stay, is he made it seem like the reason that this was going to be such a difficult choice was because they probably all started to have strong feelings for Claire. And it's like no one even got to know Claire at all. So, Blake this had is- strong feelings. Oh, did he? <laughs> All right, everyone go around the room. Are you are you a fan of Blake Moines? I'm going to go first. I'm not. <laughs> but Sarah, he bought a book, a book on Alzheimer's. He was in. It's not that that's not a sweet gesture to try to understand what this person that you're going to be dating is going through. But the fact that he... Like, yes, that should have been enough for him to be the one. That's wild. Yeah. He's like, Claire, I don't know if you know this, but Boston University did a study on 19 (laughs) Alzheimer's patients that yielded some pretty promising results, (laughs) did you? And she's like, okay. Thank you for the facts. Yeah, thank you for the facts. Yeah, and he's like, oh, "What else can I drag out of this book?" Yeah, I he was a baby. Like he was acting like a like a baby, and I thought the other guy, Jason, as well, who like, but his is like his comes from a very dark place, which like I was like red flag city for everything. Where he's like, when I open my heart and then I get hurt, I explode. And I was like, <laughs> okay, man, like you're really. Yeah, you did put a lot of dark stuff out there a couple episodes ago, and now you're now you're manifesting everything that you said you didn't want to be. <laughs> He's like, I'm not even the guy who does this, and it's yeah. like really because every single time I've seen you, Jason, you kind of are this, and you volunteer it. It's <laughs> nobody's asking you to have this reaction. There um, were though some very like some very sweet, respectable men who I don't even know their names because I feel like they haven't gotten enough airtime. Also, it's only a few weeks in, and I don't know anyone's names by this point. But for the most part, like the first guy that stepped up and was like, you know, I really respect you. This was like really hard for you to do. So like totally get I like it. That guy. Yeah. yeah, and then there was another guy that like backed him up, and then the rest of them were like, oh yeah, me too. But there were a few of them that. Yeah. I like, like both of those guys. And both of those guys are actually guys who have been on my radar. The first one was Ivan, and he was the one who gave her that chess piece uh, during the gifts love language episode. And then there was Ben, the guy who did like, who was kind of sweet during the roast, you know, and um, was just like, uh, I think the mo he had like a bunch of jokes, but the way that he ended it was like, I think, you know, like you'll be at our wedding. And I know that you think like Claire's wedding is her and Dale, but it's actually me and Claire. Like, yeah, I thought when he said he, and he was also the one that did the deep breaths exercises with her on the, um, on the first day. I really, really liked those guys. And I thought what they said about her to her was really nice. Like he's Ben in particular was just like, I like that you're somebody who's always herself and you making a choice for yourself that feels right to you is what I like about you. And that's what I, the decision I would want to make. And I think in that moment, taking that position was the better thing to do, even if how you actually felt was how Ken and Blake were behaving. Um, because oh, yeah, like Ken, oh god, it's a bad. It's just like a bad look. Like it's gonna happen regardless what's going on. And it was just like, and you're on TV, and you're just positioning yourself to look like a nice guy. <laughs> you're like, yeah, what's next? 
like it's just better for your image regardless if it was yeah better for your storyline in bachelorette round two which is about to happen I also don't necessarily fault them for voicing displeasure with with it. I don't think like going as far as being like you wasted our time or whatever is necessarily, I mean, true in the sense, if especially if they had ended the show right there, then that would have been a huge waste of time for them to come and quarantine and like do all this stuff. And like, but at the same time, I think like voicing your frustration with Claire, because like Claire's narrative is that she's always doing like what is ultimately right. And I think she is ultimately doing what's right for herself, which, which I don't fault her with, but at the same time, it is at the expense of all of these people who signed up for a television show that has a very defined process. And when they were told to come here in their mind, they believed they had an equal chance to be the, her husband. Right. And so her making your decision so quickly is not, you know, part of the process. Um, but so yeah, I think like voicing first... that is, go ahead. I was just going to say, cause she's not the first bachelorette that chose her guy this early. Like other really? women knew who they were going to pick very oh, early but then they on, stuck it out. And, but they still went through the whole thing and made an effort. Yeah. Which I think, which I think honestly a person it's, I think it would be impossible to be on a show like that and not make certain decisions early on and not know inside, like, okay, I'm certainly having feelings for this person. There's all these other people and I'm going to get to know them. Whether or not that's going to change and that's going to push me over to any one of these other guys is probably unlikely, but this is how this works, mm-hmm. right? This is just how the show works. And I think in this particular case, those guys being a little frustrated at the fact that week four and having not really gotten to spend any time with her at all it started to feel like I think them saying, what are we even doing here is kind of valid. I don't disagree with you at all, actually. I think that is really true. I mean, they all, you know, had the sacrifice was a lot bigger this time around um, for many reasons. Uh, They had to quarantine well before actually even being able to see each other um it's not like they're doing a bunch of world traveling like they are just there they're stuck in the la quinta even though it's a beautiful resort there's just like <laughs> not much. anyone could fall in love there anyone yeah. shout out to the la quinta <laughs> um uh, anyway yeah. from our sponsor the la quinta resort just kidding <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, no 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 um I just, yeah, I think maybe those two men that, you know, came up in in defense of of Claire uh, knew what they were doing in a way that I think is going to get them liked and get them points moving forward. That I think is very true. And I think what in a group setting like that, they were able to let the other guys express what they were feeling internally and then be like, okay, now that they've said what I'm feeling, but I'm not expressing out loud, now I'm going to come and say the nice thing. And it's going to be like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, we wish you the best, which they absolutely should say too, because she's certainly not going to change her mind and this won't do anything. But every once in a while, you do need to just, even if it's not going to change that person's mind at all, like, and this is something that I certainly have struggled with and have got to therapy for is expressing displeasure or frustration with something that's happened is difficult to do yeah 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 and being like no it's not going to change the outcome but i do want to let you know how it made me feel Mm -hmm. yeah like she had to know that 
they had to let her know that she hurt their feelings. Like she yes. did. <laughs> and they had, but yeah, they had to tell her I that. I mean, Blake, she really hurt his feelings. <laughs> well, the, the crazy thing about Blake is he's, he's like, there's no way that her and Dale are in love. It doesn't happen that fast, but I'm in love with her. Like it happened that fast for me. And I, I felt like the other guys really like felt for him in the sense, like there was like the one part where he's talking to one of the guys and the guy just like puts his hand on his back and like rubs it a little bit, like gives him yeah, a little bit of a, of a pat on the back. Like, not like, Hey man, we were all here for that same reason. And he's like, okay, you're really taking this hard. <laughs> he's like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Guys, okay, man. You're I'm worried about Claire. Look what you're doing to Blake. <laughs> <laughs> I know he really feels hard that, that gentleman. Um, I also, another thing that kind of bummed me out is, um, Blake is 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Claire is 39. The way that he kind of addressed his concerns about uh, Dale or her decision with to go off with Dale felt a little condescending to me. He was just like, you know, I don't, you spent 24 hours with this person um, and that worries me for you a little bit. Like, I, it just felt like he was just like, I'm coming from a place of wisdom and I need to shed this, I, I need to be the one to bring you this perspective. Um, when, like, I don't think he's above the fray. Like, I, I think if he were in the position of Dale, he would have done the exact same thing as Dale. Yeah, like, it's more, yes, you're right. It's more respectable for the guys that voice their frustrations and how upset they were are more respectable than him who's like this isn't about me it's more of like this is clearly like a you problem and i and i'm worried about you when really he was just feeling sad like all the other guys were yeah he was feeling rejected and so he it was like a he was almost trying to put her down to make himself feel better i thought in that moment and then kenny was just like off the wall (laughs) he's just like he's he's like i think you should apologize to this group because i could tell that you weren't into it And then, and then all the guys were like, well, I actually, I, the ones that were like, I respect you for your decision. Kenny's like, totally, totally, totally respect you. <laughs> I think there probably is a middle ground between how, you know, Kenny and Blake behave versus how, you know, Ben and, and, um, and Ivan behave. So there probably was a way to express frustration that wasn't. I agree with that. I wish there was some sort of like middle ground, especially for Claire, because Claire is someone who, what I've seen is anytime she's she's confronted with anything that she may have done that caused someone displeasure, her response is like outright defiance. Like it is like she never, she like even in that moment when she gave that speech, as soon as she did it, she was like, okay, time for me to drop another quotable, which is I'll apologize for wasting your time. I'll apologize for not bringing it, but I am not going to apologize for love, which is like, fine, yes. But like in that moment, all these guys want to hear is like, I know this is crazy. This totally changes. This is not how the show was supposed to go, but I fell in love with this person. And I know that that sucks for all of you so much. And I'm so sorry, but like, and I own that, like, you know, I'm going to get flack for it. I'm going to get heat for it, but I'm go- I have to see how this works out. This is what I want. And like that to me would be a lot more honest than like, okay, boys, here comes another home run swing. Like <laughs> here's one that they're going to, cause like they have used that whole, whole clip 
since episode one, it was like, I'm not gonna apologize for love. And it's the same thing with like, the reason why I'm the oldest bachelor is because I did not settle for guys like this or the Juan Pablo quote. Like she has those that are like, I, these iconic bachelor moments of like her being in that sense. But those feel as though they are like, they're a little bit constructed rather than her just like, I would love to see some real like actual like, it's not gonna change the outcome, but I understand that you're upset. And so I'm going to let you be upset with me Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go be happy, and You're that fine. is yeah. owning it more right. than 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 I will than like I'm gonna do what I want when yes. I want. Yeah, <laughs> You're so right, and that that's kind of putting things a little bit more in perspective for me. I told you guys before we even started recording that I don't I don't even know how I feel. So I, I <laughs> no time talking to you guys, but that is really interesting that you bring that up, Charlie, because I think that because she was becoming from a place of being defensive for her decision, it caused other people to also be reactionary rather than meeting her in the middle in the way that I kind of wish their reactions had been. Like if, like if Claire had met them in the middle, then her reaction probably would have been a little bit more in the middle. But because she was just like, I am not going to apologize for this. The guys are probably like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, okay, well, then this is how I feel and I'm not going to filter how, uh, what my thoughts are then. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that probably would have been really boring to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's true. I would have liked it, but nobody else would (laughs) have. Like, wow, what a beautiful civil conversation. The production staff is like, we can do nothing with this. (laughs) It's too nice. (laughs) I I think I could, I, I think I would enjoy watching a conversation where two people communicate effectively. Um, I know it's like her name has since been scorned, but there were a few times that Stassi and Bo would fight on Vanderpump rules where they would kind of work out their communication in an effective way. And I just found it pretty compelling to watch. Yeah, I, I think I would have, yeah, it, definitely found it. Yeah, compelling. it is true. It is true. I, no, I know. I'm just kidding. I, I guess. <laughs> JK. And I think we all probably, we all probably feel this as well, but I very different for me to actually like suss out the actual chemistry between Dale and Claire. Like she clearly is very attracted to him. And, and you know, like, I don't, I don't know whether or not I see the same thing from him. Like, I don't see the same like animalistic attraction, but because he came to win this television show, he's like, yeah, I'm going to win this TV show. Like, you know, and like, I can get proposed to her and we can, break up later or whatever and maybe I mean I do think that he is attracted to her but I don't see the same animal attraction that she seems to have from him but every time they actually have a conversation with each other the parallels between their lives feel a little bit surface level and threadbare and thin like every time it's like we're the exact same person and it's like very much like like I don't know, this could be absolutely true, but it is strange that she's like, my dad went on a first date with my mom and then drove over and proposed to her. And he's like, my dad did that too. <laughs> it's like, my, you know, my parent passed up, mine too. We, like, each thing is like, it's exactly the same. Everything is exactly the same. And like, it's, it's great. Like, people have a lot of things in common sometimes, but theirs is always like this one, this like really like nice, perfect nugget. That is exactly yeah. the same between them. 
which makes me it sometimes seems like and i don't think from her but it sometimes to me feels like and i could be totally wrong but it feels like he might be stretching it a little bit i feel that i feel it too and i'm not happy about it because i do think he is genuinely interested in her and i definitely think he's attracted i think he's interested and attracted as well yeah and we saw we saw him hide his boner last week uh when uh (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we didn't talk about it uh she told me yeah I told Charlie offline. He like learned like when he was interrupted when they were making out. He like turned up against the wall. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely has a crush on her, but I don't. That can happen, was... and you don't want to marry the person. Yeah, I just yeah. to say that's. <laughs> well, and we saw it on his face when Chris was just like, yeah. and she's expecting a proposal. Like, why couldn't they have just walked? If the proposal let them leave together out. after four dates, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Why not just walk off together and like try your hand at a committed relationship with them? Why does it have to be a proposal? Because I think in that scenario, he probably would have actually been kind of stoked. Like, okay, tight. Like, let's uh, let's date and like hook up and have a little bit of fun and see if it goes anywhere. Um, but instead, he was just like, okay, oh yeah, I have to propose. I think we saw like sheer fear on his face. It, he definitely looked really caught off guard. Yeah, and was like, I'm gonna look like a total dick if I don't do this. He had to, yeah, like, yes, he, had, he to. had to propose. He had no choice. Like, Chris Harrison's like, she dumped everyone. She's waiting for you in a ball gown right now. He had to do it. It would have been so cruel. It would have been cruel television for him to have not shown up or for him to have come and been like, hey, I'm not really going to propose to you. And, like, they needed Claire after these four. This is her fourth appearance on on one of these shows. Like they like five, five. Okay, she got this. Has to end. It, had, <laughs> it has to be the last time we see Claire. To be the last time. <laughs> I feel like Chris Harrison is probably under some heat right now because I think that Chris fought for Claire to be the Bachelorette because I know that Chris really likes Claire. He's talked about it, and then also like. Chris's girlfriend, Lauren Zima, is like Claire's number one fan. Like she absolutely loves her and everything about the season, Lauren Zima's like, wow, oh my God, what a surprise. I'm in tears. Oh, I'm laughing. I love all of this. Like I feel like Chris like pulled for Claire to be the bachelorette and now he's like, he's probably like, oh my God, I'm sorry, you guys. He has said on multiple podcasts and interviews before that uh, Claire is the bachelorette that we missed out on, that we should have cast. Um, I think and maybe, maybe we should have cast her after Juan Pablo season, but it didn't mean that we had to ca- we had to have cast her now. I know I was very excited for Claire for a lot of reasons. I genuinely like think I like her and I did like I was rooting for I do root for her I think I still do root for her but yeah this was like really tough because it's also feeling like she didn't just waste the guy's time I think a lot of viewers feel like she wasted their time as well I think like that's that's the thing that I think is tough as I think these four episodes of television were actually like it's very compelling television and it's such a huge wrinkle in the process for it to be blown up like this the problem is is it makes the rest of the season seem like it will be boring 
by comparison because there was such an earthquake in this. So now we're starting over like any emotionally inv in emotional investment we had in, in this particular developing story has now finished and is over. And now we're starting off with someone new and like, are they going to bring like four or five new people? Or are they just going to be like the remaining 18, 19 guys, whatever, how many there are, the rest, the rest who got sent home, like, sorry, tough luck, even though you'll never get to meet this person who's now the brand new bachelorette. It's just strange to me because this season was made for Claire. And now they're making Tasha choose between Claire's guys. That's yeah. weird to me. It is a little it weird. Oh, sorry. Go for it, Sarah. I was going to say the rumors and I'm putting quotes around that because they have been confirmed is that they do bring some guys back that were like originally casted for Claire's and then like they cut them later because they were like too young or whatever. They recasted Claire's season. So like it, apparently they're bringing some guys in from like that first round or, and then even some of the guys that went home from Claire's season. But it is weird. It is weird. Yeah. And then it also, because they do have a timeline Tasha's season is also going to be faster. Yeah. So like maybe not necessarily four days, but like she's like if she falls in love, it's going to be faster than the other any other bachelorettes like before like this season. And then this show already gets a lot of heat for like it's too fast. You couldn't possibly fall in love with somebody in three months. <laughs> like, I, my hope for Tasha is that she ends up meeting somebody that she really likes and wants to date. Yeah, um, I hope that that is. Since we already got a proposal out of this, like, can we just like take proposal off of the table here and just like maybe she finds one of these guys really cute, really attractive, like they have some sort of soul connection, and then they can go off into the sunset and try their hand at a real relationship. Um, I'm not interested in watching Tasha get engaged, um, especially after the whirlwind that we just experienced with Claire season. I will say if there is anybody who I think could handle this like very extraordinarily bizarre situation where you're basically dating somebody's leftovers um, and also possibly dating men who have feelings for Claire still and that for might a person who left four hours ago. <laughs> And I think if anyone can handle the awkwardness of it, it's Keisha. Like, yeah, she is the most measured person on the planet. I have to say, I'm very excited for the week that JoJo comes to host because Chris Harrison has to move his son into college. So he had to like go away for a bit in order to do that. And yeah, we see jo JoJo come be like, step into Chris Harrison's shoes. And I feel like that is going to be very fun. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's going to be, it'll be a shakeup. It's funny to me though, that Blake did show up at the end because it's like he talked about Claire so much and then when he showed up in a suit he's like you know what Claire's yesterday I'm over it I'm healed I'm a better person now I've put an order in on Amazon for a book that relates to <laughs> something in Tasha's life and we have moved on I was in the 30-day return window on the Alzheimer's book so that's going back and <laughs> we are ready to go do you think he read any of the Alzheimer book no 100 percent no he wanted Claire to like come over to his room and he like put it on the coffee table under like a magazine and oh, what, like what's this what? What is this? 
I can't believe I just had this lying around. Uh, I also am like, like, Alzheimer's is something that I'm sure the research and treatment of it are very complex, but how it manifests is relatively simple. Like you see it, like I've, I've had family members and there are pretty similar, like, like common things on it that just like a little bit of research would have made you be like, oh, okay, this is how it manifests. Like, this is how, what someone who's, but if he like gets that and he's like reading it, he's like, he's like, Claire, I tried to learn about Alzheimer's, but there was a lot of really confusing stuff in there. <laughs> there was yeah, so like, much science, so it. much biology. Like I, <laughs> it was like, he bought it from like a university textbook shop. <laughs> <laughs> he like yeah there was like a course about yes. it at some school and he's like well what was the reading for he's this? like oh my god i don't have time my to hats the off course. to you claire because if you understand this then <laughs> is there a footnotes version of yeah <laughs> yeah yeah spark Tasha is not gonna i don't think Tasha's gonna like blake i don't think this oh, is no, gonna blake, work out for him blake's going home i think she'll like ben I think she'll like Ben and Ivan. I think that's why we saw them being. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I wish her the best. I guess I wish Claire and Dale the best. I They're still together. We're going to see them like in a little like AFR kind of situation next yeah. week, it looks like. So yeah, should be interesting. <laughs> He's what, 32? 31. He's 31 maybe 32 now um i don't hate claire with a younger man no and i actually think it kind of works for her i do really like her and i do wish the best for her i think you're everything that you said charlie is 100 correct i think she knows how to make a tv show um and uh, and sometimes her authenticity is warped a little bit because she's prioritizing cool quotables over any level of like emotional intelligence and that's not necessarily a criticism of her it's more it's more of of whether or not this is like especially like when we have this discussion next week i also think whatever cracks are there in their relationship she is to having what she did be the right decision for her and so if she's asked, like she won't talk about things that are going on that might've been a struggle or might've been difficult unless they're ones that she can say, and we talked about it and we smoothed it out and we moved on because I've never been happier. It's been perfect. Like I knew day one and I, I remain committed to that today. I a hundred percent believe so. Because if she came and she was like, I made a huge mistake, they would be like, Claire. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do this yeah. again, <laughs> We blew up your whole season. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a Ben Higgins, like Lauren thing, right? Because like Ben told Jojo that he loved her and he told Lauren that he loved her. And so when he picked Lauren, it had to look like a fairy tale. So that like they had, they could only say like they were so positive about it and there was like never any talk of like, yeah, you know what? It's actually been kind of hard. It was like only talk of love and they didn't make it. Yeah. So You got to get through the hard stuff. Like it's just, yeah, it's just part of, part of building a relationship. Life starts after the La Quinta. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I also wish the best for the La Quinta Resort. I do. I hope that they get a lot of future. I hope they find there. happiness. Yeah. I hope they find love. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll see, I guess.
Yeah. Carly, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Oh, so much fun. Thank you for having me. Awesome. When do episodes of Baywatch Watch drop? Uh, they drop every week. Uh, sometimes they're like this week it was because of uh, a certain election that we had. We we recorded a little later and depending on, I don't know, everything's fluid, but we try to release once a week. <laughs> usually, okay. on, usually on Wednesdays, but... <laughs> that's what we said to everyone last week we're like we'll be back we cannot promise you when so yeah. <laughs> just keep an eye <laughs> just set those push notifications and it'll pop up in your feed when it's ready <laughs> exactly. and can you get it wherever you get your podcast yeah you can get it wherever you get your podcast i think spotify stitcher apple podcasts uh overcast any of those so yeah i gotta say it's been like very very fun because i don't sarah and i weren't really allowed to watch Baywatch growing up. I, I don't know that our, that our parents watched it. Yeah, I, I don't think they watched it, but it just had like a like a sex sheen over it. You know, it was just like, you don't touch this. This is like sex stuff. Um, and uh, going back and watching those episodes and listening to your podcast has been like such a source of joy through this like insane time because it's exactly what you said. It It is sort of these like, cheeseball wholesome storylines um that like are so oftentimes like completely insane um and it's been such a fun escape being able to experience experience them as an adult oh so nice <laughs> well, you were a great guest too alex was on an episode so you'll have to check that out sarah will have to have you too <laughs> i know now i'm like i'm like i need to watch something because i'm almost on Shit's creek <laughs> oh yeah so so we'll, we'll ask to, you in the next few weeks and we'll give you an episode of baywatch to watch i, I need something <laughs> in the queue for sure it sounds like it's like how, the way everyone's describing it is it's like full house with boobs or something it's, it's basically full yeah the the plot lines are incredibly simple there's nothing deep or complex about them they resolve <laughs> themselves by the end of the episode every single time every episode contains two full montages uh oh. <laughs> musical montages and yeah it's like Everyone on it is, unless they're like the villain of the episode, they are a perfect person. They are a person who ultimately is committed to being good. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, um, it's so great. They also have, they also wear many hats. They're not just they're not just patrolling. They're police officers. They're coast guard. They're they're Private detectives. <laughs> yeah, they're they. There's serial killers, there's monsters, there's all sorts of wild stuff. On, oh on. Can we do the job of literally every single yes. And they're constantly being reminded and like we'll have episodes where they go like, remember, we're not police officers. And then they do everything that a police officer <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, to have you on. Uh, and uh, yeah, and to everyone else, it's been great being on this very short journey with you and we'll continue on and i as long as the episodes are dropping on tuesday sarah and i will be up on thursdays yeah i think i think that they still are but i because i think dancing with the stars is still on mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right well uh we'll see you most likely on thursday <laughs> have a great week bye And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. And of course, the journey doesn't end here. Follow us on social media at Sarah Elizabeth Franklin and at Alex Ryan Frank. We'll see you later.
Hi, I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung, and we are the host of Crush Fictionally, a podcast all about your favorite fictional characters from movies, TV shows, and more. Each episode, we pick a theme, curate a list of characters that we love, why we love them, and some fun facts about the people who created them. So if you've ever felt a true connection with a fictional character, tune in to Crush Fictionally on Campfire Media or wherever you find your podcast. Campfire. Campfire.